Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, our host each and every week is the author of the book Ransom Notes. And uh, she's the subject of a documentary. She was the subject of an extended series, radio series, and now, of course, the host of Ransom Notes, uh, the uh, the vi- visual uh, Ransom Notes, which you could see once a month, and we'll be back at that next week. And, and of course, the show, uh, the radio and, and podcast that, uh, that she's been bringing you, and I'm proud to be her co-host each and every week, Ransom Notes. Kathy Ransom, how are you? I'm just fine. Thank you, Frank. It's sort of, uh, it was beautiful this morning, this Memorial Day, when we first got up. It's a, a little bit overcast now, but it's still, it's still great. And uh, it's always fun to have a holiday. Everything gets changed. I spent much of the morning trying to figure out how to download our newspaper since they don't uh, deliver a hard copy anymore on Saturdays and holidays. So uh, after great distress and challenge, I finally got a hold of somebody from some country that helped me get signed in and I could catch up on the news and more importantly, read the funnies. And, uh, but we had a good day and we just returned from a, a picnic dinner downstairs with the people here at the senior living area where we live. So how's your Memorial Day going? Well, it's beautiful. We don't have overcast right now. We had rain on, on Saturday and that kind of rained out a couple <clears throat> of parades or, um, uh, more more likely barbecues and things, and people moved it to the next day, Sunday. Yeah, people may be listening to us uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday, but we're speaking to them on Memorial Day, and 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 uh, and what a uh, what a time for us to remember. And and I, I think think of the Lord too. And you know, people are so thankful for so many different things on different holidays. I think on Memorial Day, of course, uh, we're we're thankful for those. Uh, those who have lost their lives, who served the country, and those who are who are who are out in in series of wars. But uh, you know, the Lord's in there. Uh, uh, you know, every step of the way, when you uh, when you're thinking uh, about sacrifice and you're thinking about uh, the world. But uh, again, happy more Memorial Day to everyone uh, who's listening, and and to uh, those who have lost soldiers, uh, men and women in in the line of fire. Uh, we uh, we certainly. Our hearts go out to you. Last night, uh, we wa- sat here and watched, I think it was a CNN show, but it was a concert at in Washington, D.C., in which they had both musicians, but they also celebrated and recognized some of our very, very senior military people who survived some really tough wars and uh, gave m- memorial recognition and comments and the music was beautiful, and there were a few tears shed through the evening, and I was so glad that we took the time to listen to that program last night. And then as I, we certainly, you've, you've alluded to it, that we must think of our troops right now. Most of them are not in real active war, but that doesn't mean they can't be shot and they're away from home. And then we think of Ukraine and the, the terrible time that they're having right now as they remember their family, their homes, and much of which is now rubble or history or they're gone. And, of course, we remember also the terrible shooting that uh, took place a couple of three days ago 
in which 19 young people were were shot. It, it, it's it's sort of, I, I really like Memorial Day in that I think it's one of those holidays in which we spend less time focus, focusing on giving gifts and cards and flowers to each other, and we think more about people who have sacrificed or died either because of defense of our country or just our own family members who have died. And it's less focus on me and more on others. And I think that's a nice, a nice holiday. And then I have to think about, and I'm sure you do too, that as I attend worship each Sunday and we have celebration of the Lord's Supper, or some people call it communion, whatever you want to call it, and we remember the sacrifice of Christ. It is all ties in, and it's called a memorial, uh, a memorial last supper that we do every single week at our, where we worship. Some people do it once a month, and some do it less frequently, and, but it's focused on he who sacrificed and that's what Memorial Day is about. And it's a great, it really, I think we sometimes minimize it a bit. I don't know. What do you think, Frank? I, I think it, we, we always minimize it, you know, and, and I, I just thought of um, what I just said, happy Memorial Day to, uh, to people. It's it's not supposed to, yeah, and obviously we, we're so used to wishing, you know, happy Easter, Merry Christmas. You know, it's it's a positive thought along with it, but it's more about remembrance and more about honoring uh, those, but uh, it, yeah, I think we take it for granted, and, and I may have been guilty of that myself by just saying Happy Memorial Day. I don't want to be that uh, that uh, sensitive uh, about it because we do want people to have a Happy Memorial Day. It's become a it's become a a major uh, holiday, and it's uh, it's it's a true national holiday, and it should be. And, you know, we should uh, enjoy ourselves. But while we're eating hot dogs and baked beans and and having cake with friends and family and barbecue, uh, don't forget what it's about. Just like uh, Christmas. You know, people forget, you know, Merry Christmas. Everything's there. You know, you, you forget what was uh, <coughs> what happened on on uh, on Christmas and what we're celebrating. And it's the Lord's birth. So it's uh, it's kind of the same thing. I, I think we take certain holidays for granted and, and certainly uh, uh, Easter, Christmas and Memorial Day are at the top of, of of the three that we really do take for granted. Well, and I, I would not want to minimize that there is rejoicing in a in a somber, perhaps that's the way to put it, rejoicing in a somber manner. I rejoice and I'm happy that we had young men who were willing to go and sacrifice their life to protect me or my family or generations before me. That doesn't mean that I'm uh, ho-ho-hoing it, but I do rejoice. And by the same token, I'm sad that Christ had to give his life and die, but I rejoice that he did. It's a, it's sort of a, a mixed kind of thing. But enough of that. Have you ever interviewed an astronaut, especially one that maybe made a little trip to the moon? Yeah, well, I've I've inter I've interviewed astronauts, but not ones that actually went to the moon. Um, uh, ones that that have been uh, on spacewalks. Uh, Mike Massimino, for for example, he's become very well known for the show The Big Bang Theory. He's been on there a lot, but I think he's made nine or ten moonwalks. So he's been in space, but he hasn't. Uh, he hasn't been to the moon. We haven't sent anybody to the moon since the seventies, right? So, um, but he. Uh, uh, he was someone that was, it was just fascinating to talk to somebody who 
uh, is an astronaut and what they what they go. So the answer is yes on the astronaut, but no one who's gone to the moon. Well, recently, recently, I just found some information that apparently, and I'm sure you knew this, but I'm not a great space scientist person, that when the moon men, I'll call them the moon men, uh, and I believe they went, made their trips in 1969 through 1972, if I'm, if my reading and research recently has paid me correctly. Anyway, they apparently brought back soil from their moonwalks. They have bought, brought back, and they say very little, but then when I see how many pounds of soil they brought back, I don't think of it as very little, but I guess it's whether you're wanting to plant a wheat, feed, field of wheat or you want to put an African violet in a little pot, I suppose. is <laughs> sort of the, But they brought back, well, you want to you guess, how much, how much moon rock soil do you think they might have brought back accumulated over three trips. Wow, that's a good question. Wow, that's a uh, you, you can think as wildly as you want. I don't care. All right. I, 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 I'm going to, I, I'm just going to say a crazy, uh, a, a crazy guess, and I have no idea if this is high, this is low, uh, but did they bring 300 pounds of it, or uh, is that way low? Way low, but it, I still, they brought back 842 pounds. Now, I have to admit, I'd have no way of verifying that that's correct, but I'm assuming that Annalisa Paul, who wrote a piece that I was reading, was probably accurate. And they brought this, this they call it lunar rock, core samples, pebbles, sand, dust. Uh, they brought it back. And then the, the scientists apparently rather recently, and maybe they've been doing it all along and I've just done some more recent uh, experimenting, with what would a scientist want to do with soil? What would a farmer want to do with soil? They would want to what? Uh, well, plant uh, in it, but certainly that, but uh, also to see what minerals are in it, to examine it, to, uh, to see if, uh, if the moon's soil is similar to, to ours. Could you grow uh, you know, if there was, uh, you know, if there was water and and the proper other things, uh, would the would the soil on the moon uh, be compatible with uh, with anything that we have here? The, and I'm glad you used the word compatible, because uh, one of the soils of which they 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 took samples from each of the three walks, as I understand it, the eleventh, the, the Apollo eleven, twelve, and seventeen. And they compared it with some volcanic ash that was found here on Earth from one of our volcanoes. And I don't know which one. It doesn't make any difference. But they used that as sort of the control soil. And apparently things can grow in volcanic ash if you wait long enough after it's, you know, isn't quite so hot when it first pops out of the soil or, the, or out of the ground. And... When they made these samples, uh, one thing they found was sort of interesting is they looked at the the um, the dirt or earth or content is that it had little pieces of glass-like substance in it. And apparently that's also true in what comes out of the volcano. And if there's some scientist out here that knows I'm really lousing this up, let me tell my audience, I am not a scientist and I'm probably... Uh, 
confusing some of this, but I'm trying to be as accurate as possible. So they took this soil, planted some seeds, and I'll tell you which kind in a moment, and compared it to the three different samples that had come from three moon landings and then against some of our volcanic soil. And within two days, things started sprouting. And in fact, is from the moon, they started to sprout about the same time, relatively speaking, to that of our own volcanic ash. And that's when they, somewhere in there, they discovered that there was like little um, uh, glass particles in it. And the one reason that they would like to see if things would grow on the moon would be, why would they care if anything would grow on the moon? Why would that even other than just general scientists who are curious. Well, I would think that uh, that at least at one point, uh, you know, this is a this is a this is a piece of rock that uh, is similar. It's it's not similar as far as oxygen and uh, and and uh, and and water and things like that um, to uh, to us here, but it, it's similar. It's it's a it's something that we can visibly see and. Uh, I guess people for years were saying, Go, are we going to have colonies on the moon? Are we going to have colonies on, on Mars? Obviously, Mars would, would probably be the more compatible one of, uh, of that and, uh, and protection. I, but is that where they're going? Are they, are they thinking about it as one day um, like setting up to, uh, to uh, have some kind of colony to study the moon and to see if uh, they're going to grow their own, own food up there? Well, and I think at the at the first stage, I mean, I suppose that's ultimately it was just so that the the there would maybe be something fresh for the uh, the astronauts who would even be going up in future if they had future moon flights. Could they have their little garden? You know, anymore. Some of our astronauts want to stay quite a while in some of their uh, trips. It seems to me somebody the other day got back and had been gone for like a year. Well, it'd be nice perhaps to have some, you know, fresh lettuce or whatever, moon, moon salad or something. Uh, so they so they decide that they're trying to compare this and they plant something that's called Thale Cress, T-H-A-L-E-C-R-E-S-S. It's like uh, mustard greens. Now, I've never been a mustard green eater, but I think there is some relationship to spinach and things and turnip tops, sort of a tough, sort of like a tough green, if I sort of understand mustard greens. And they also, it also has another name. It's called mouse ear cress. Wow. And it, 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 apparently it sort of grows near to the ground and, uh, uh, it's sort of an interesting looking plant that they sometimes have to try and get rid of. It grows so fast. Well, after two days, it had sprouted. And then apparently it didn't do very well after that. The, that, that which was grown in the, uh, the, the soil from the volcano seemed to do better. Of the three soils that were brought back from the moon, the younger the soil was, the better the plants grew. So apparently the longer it has been uh, on the ground or has come up, however moon soil comes, whether it comes from Earth, I don't know how it gets there. Uh, apparently the samples were newer soil that came on the seventh uh, moon rocket ship. So 
I was thinking, oh, oh, the Lord can grow plants up there. He can use almost any kind of soil to grow something. But apparently the Lord sort of likes to grow his, his plants in younger soil. And I translated that to we are told as Christians as to plant to be to uh, share the love of the Lord, the knowledge of the Lord, uh, find uh, new people that need to make a connection to the Lord, and He has compared it to three kinds of soil. You know, there's rocky, and there's that's just by the roadside, and there's great, great soil. He has three kinds, but I like the fact that He said that that it the experiment showed that the useful, the useful soil. And we sometimes think that, oh, if you're young, there's not a diddly you can do for the Lord, and that's hogwash. But the, oh, that's probably not a good phrase to use on the air. It's hogwash. But that's an old Missouri saying. Hogwash is a, is a, it's not a curse word. Oh, no, 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 but it isn't very, you know, it's sort of, yeah, it's sort of, you know, yucky, yucky. Uh, but. But the other thing that was interesting, because it just it, it reinforces so much of what I like to write about in Ransom Notes and my weekly paper and comments, that absolutely everybody still has something they can do for the Lord. So they found that even in the old soil, that which was oldest, that they had brought back from Apollo 11, that they could grow things. It just didn't grow as well, didn't grow as fast. And so to my audience, as we sort of draw to a close here, gang, whoever's listening, if you are 20 and in your 30s, go for it. There's all kinds of things that you can do that are good for the kingdom and the Lord, as well as for your families and all of that. But my listeners who are 60 plus, and I think most of them know that I'm 86, so I'm, you know, I'm beginning to be a tad old. We can't quit. The Lord can grow products, Christian products, through us. I still have a chance to talk about the Lord. I think you're past 55. You still have a chance to share. We who are getting a little gray-haired or all white, we can't back out. The Lord can still use us, and we jolly well better keep doing that. So that's my sort of message for today. And, and and so I appreciate having a chance to talk about it, and I hope everybody will ponder just a bit about, yeah, someday we may go to the moon, or people may go to the moon and live, and we may be able to grow, maybe not corn, but we can grow something like mustard greens. But I'm much more important and interested in encouraging each of us to continue to let the Lord water us and help us grow as we spread the word. So that's my message for today. I've said it before. Kathy Ransom could take an acorn and within 15 minutes turn it into an oak tree. And she just did almost literally that with uh, with <laughs> soils and uh, mouse ear greens uh, or, or mouse ear whatever uh, the, the the term is sounded like something that uh, would be out of vegetarian Disneyland right the mouse ears with all of that but uh, what a what a wonderful 
what a wonderful subject and and the wonderful point yes I just completely um, agree with you you know young people don't think uh, because you're young you you don't have anything to uh, to offer trust me you have tremendous uh, to offer amount to offer during the Christian time and everyone uh, whether we're we're above 55 over 86 uh, at a hundred whoever's listening thank you very much for doing so and uh, please uh, please uh, continue to listen we really very much appreciate your attention you have plenty of choices and options but uh, come here and especially uh, listen to Kathy Ransom as she uh, talks about faith and, and, and the Lord. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.